guy who is literally a Nick Lachey wannabe walks over to the table. <laughs> you a Nick Lachey, man. He looks exactly like Nick Lachey. Where's the rest of 98 Degrees? Hello, and welcome to another episode of Millennial TV. We are your hosts, Candice, Adrian, and Liz. And today we are going to be recapping Laguna Beach Season 1, Episode 4, 18 Candles. Just a reminder, if you want to watch along with us, we do this every week, and you can stream Laguna Beach on Netflix in the U.S., or if you are on Adrian's side of the world in Canada, you can stream for free on CTV's website. Before we visit our friends in Laguna, let's check out some of this week's pop culture news. This week, some crazy things went down with Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. We were talking about them in episode two, but things have changed. Um, (laughs) At first, things were kind of like really cordial and nice. They released a statement that was really kind of sweet. Just after four years of wonderful marriage, we have mutually decided to amicably end our marriage. There are many speculative narratives as to why, but truly this is a united decision and we sincerely hope that everyone can respect our wishes for privacy for us and our children. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a surprise move, the night after Sophie Turner was seen dining with Joe's ex, Miss Taylor <laughs> Swift herself, <Blah>. <laughs> whom I love and Adrian hates. <laughs> And this is the exact reason, by the way. Go on. Sophie filed a lawsuit against Joe Jonas. She alleges that he is refusing to return the children to her in England. And if you don't know, they have two daughters, three-year-old Willa and one-year-old DJ. The lawsuit says that the pair met up to discuss their separation and custody, but that Joe refused to relinquish the children's passports to her so she could relocate them to England. Sophie says that this was always the plan when they were still married, that they were all to move to England together when Joe's tour with his brothers ended. Sophie also claimed that she and Joe got into an argument which caused the breakdown of their marriage very suddenly and they took some time apart. And then she discovered that they were divorcing in the media along with everyone else, (laughs) which I find absolutely insane if it's true mm-hmm. um joe's side of things is completely different of course he says that sophie was completely aware that that he was going to file for divorce and that the children have been living full-time with him in miami and other locations during the tour sophie of course says that that's not true she states the children have lived in england since april joe also said that if he complies with sophie's request to let the children go to england he will be in violation of a florida court order saying that he's not allowed to do so and he said that after being with him for the last three months the children are now with Sophie he says that Sophie's only making these claims to move the divorce proceedings to the UK and to remove the children from the US permanently (laughs) (laughs) that's so sad what's happening Um, Yeah. yeah what do you guys think about all of this Okay, I have many, many, many thoughts because when the first Sophie and Joe news came out, I totally wanted to fight my friends because they kept sending me these articles about how Joe was like trying to control the narrative and like, you know, he's putting out like slander and all this stuff against Sophie. And I was like, no, 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 guys. I'm like, this is just like 
the public like spinning these stories like neither Joe or Sophie had put out any stories themselves and I was like no like this is an amicable divorce like they're they're gonna be friends they're gonna co-parent and then all of a sudden I see Sophie out with Taylor and you know Taylor has clearly had beef with Joe so going out with him is like a clear you know shade against Joe and then now there's this court case or like you know now she's suing Joe and there's all this like custody battle stuff I just feel like I don't know. Like, how did this happen? How did this breakdown happen so quickly? Like, what is happening behind the scenes? Okay, don't hate me. This whole thing has kind of made me look at this in a new light. Because originally, I agreed with you. I feel like the Joe hate train is, like, ridiculous. And, like, obviously, it's amicable. And, you know, it was irreconcilable differences. Like, it is what it is. Things happen. I was totally, like, on your side. But now I'm kind of, like, I don't know who to believe. Mm -hmm. Because, like, first of all, if the plan was for everybody to move to England after the tour and it happened the way that she says happened, which they had an argument and then all of a sudden they were getting divorced, if that's the way things happened, I'm on Sophie's side. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. if that's not the way things happened and it was more how Joe said things went down, then I'm kind of like, okay. But it's hard for me because... I am a Taylor Swift supporter. (laughs) And when she tells me that somebody's on our team, I'm like, somebody's on our (laughs) team, you know? Like, it's giving vigilante shit. And you guys don't get that because you're not Swifties. But the Swifties will understand that this is giving vigilante shit. (laughs) And it's a song. But (laughs) it's very interesting because Taylor doesn't do things just to do things. Mm -hmm. That was very planned Mm -hmm. and it said something yeah and whether you're a taylor swift fan or not it says different things (laughs) but yeah i i don't know i honestly i don't know who to believe this one's hard for me because i'm a fan of everybody involved and it's you know i don't think that taylor is coming at it from a malicious point of view either because oh my god stop but listen (laughs) they were good her and joe were good like they're not like she was mad at him when she was 16 years old and he broke up with her over the phone in a 27 second phone call which was not okay um but (laughs) you know she was mad about it but she got over it and she even wrote in her one song for folklore that she you know she used to have words for her exes but now she sends their babies presents and i get all that but why make such a statement and go out to a public dinner with sophie true i do agree that that's certainly a statement and it was saying something so i do i do agree with you there but yeah i just this is a hard one for me i don't know where i'm at honestly Mm -hmm. i'm like i reading all of this i was like oh god like who do i feel worse for like i don't know Is it true? Do you guys know? Because I didn't really know a ton about uh, him and his past with dating people and breaking up with them in bad ways. But I did read about the Taylor Swift thing. And then I also read that he when he broke up with Demi Lovato, he like made his dad do it for him or something. I don't know if that's legit or not. But No, I don't. Okay. But there There was a lot going on with Demi when they were dating. Yeah, they were so cute. That was I was very excited about that relationship, but it did not last past two weeks or something. Punching out backup dancers. Yeah, Yeah, like I, you know, I think (laughs) I think if he did have his dad break up with her, maybe he just didn't want to get punched, you know? (laughs) 
<laughs> it just when I heard that she found out through the media, I was like, okay, well, if all those other things are true, then I wouldn't be too surprised if that is true. That would be really that would shitty be horrible. if that were true. Yeah. That's but the part if that she, got me. If she used that though, mm-hmm. like knowing that there was already that narrative out there, yeah. like I don't know, because why would she release that statement on Instagram in the first place about right. it being an amicable divorce right. if exactly. it wasn't? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, it could have been one of the situations where Joe was getting a lot of hate and he was like, hey, like, can we, like, say something together so that, like, mm-hmm. it'll just stop? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and yeah. she was like, okay. Because it's very specific. And it does give a little bit, like, woman scorned, <laughs> you know? And she's like, oh, yeah. well, I didn't even know we were getting divorced. We just had an argument, you know? Yeah. Um, but that kind of tracks. And the reason it tracks is because she was still – like at his show before just before right. yeah right? so i'm like maybe she really didn't know maybe she like yeah. thought that they were gonna work it out and they were all still gonna move to london and then he just like he just did it yeah so i just saw this and i don't know how recent these pictures are i didn't do my research on it i just saw it in passing on tiktok but there were pictures of them at a waffle house with their daughters and i don't know if it was like the supposed talk about separation and custody but the video I was watching alluded to that being the specific talk about separation uh, and custody and everything. And it was just amusing because the song is like, you know, let's go talk it out at the Waffle House oh or whatever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know about this one. It's bothering me, you know, like. <laughs> I yeah. hope, like, I hope we'll find out all the details and stories of what's happening. But I also, for the sake of joe and sophie hope that like crazier stories don't get spun out of this mm-hmm. and i say that because deep down i really want to protect joe jonas because i love him so much I and i don't want there to be shit on him <laughs> i know i do i love the joe bros i do and i honestly the hate for him came out of nowhere i know honestly like, I know. before that everyone loved him and then yeah. all of a sudden it was like joe is bad i'm like what i know no, he's yeah. great i know he is kind of a fuck boy though well, when you look like that. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when he was dating Ashley Green from Twilight? Duh. Okay, yeah. Duh. So, and that was like a whole big thing because he like took off his purity ring. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. Yes. There was some pretty bad like media about him then, but that kind of stuff always tends to blow over, especially with guys. He dated a lot of like famous women. Yeah. Camila Bell, Gigi Hadid. Yeah. Was it Sophie right after? You know, I'm not sure. I didn't watch Game of Thrones, so I, when he started dating her, I had no idea who Sophie Turner was. Hmm. And then I realized, oh, okay, she's yeah, like, she's a big deal from Game of Thrones. But yeah, it was a smart move for her to be seen with Taylor Swift because for me, like, I'm not a fan of Sophie Turner. <laughs> like, I don't really know who she is, but then I saw those pictures and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> they look so hot together. It's perfect. <laughs> See, and from my point of view, I didn't have a strong feeling before. And I'm like, oh yeah, she's like, you know, nice and normal. And then now I'm like, she is on the side of crazy. <laughs> it's so funny. You're like, we're like on opposite yeah. sides. You're like the people that us Swifties like are trying to convert every day of our life. <laughs> <laughs> I know it'll never happen, but I still love being on opposite sides. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes things interesting. It does. It does. All right, that is all I have for pop culture news, so let's get right into the episode. Today, we are recapping episode four, 18 Candles. 
And I really like this episode for so many reasons. It's a great buildup to the Cabo episode. I truly adore this episode and for more than just Christina's wonderful audition at the end. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Original air date of this episode was October 19th, 2004. And it starts off with a previously on, which if you're watching on Netflix, I don't think that they include the previously on. But my DVDs do. I found that and... it's also on Paramount Plus because I watched it on that. Okay. And I was like, yes, I got the recap again. So <laughs> there it is. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah. I love the previously ons. They're hilarious to me um, because it's so, you know, the producers fed them lines on these. And sometimes it's just like, oh, God, I can't believe she had to say that. <laughs> so on this previously on, Lauren recaps the episode from last week by saying she had fun at the fashion show, but she was more into spending time with Steven. They were having fun chatting. Checking out the models until one model made a play for Steven. To make things worse, when they got home, Steven went running back to Kristen. Now she and Lo are about to find out that they were on the I forgot you list for Christina's <laughs> birthday. Again, I am increasingly shocked they make Lauren say these things. <laughs> it does not paint her in a good light. They try to make her the victim and Kristen the villain. But it's almost every single previously on that they do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they have to re-cement the fact that... You know, Lauren's the good girl and Kristen's the bad girl. Kristen's the one stealing Stephen away from her. (laughs) Yeah. We start off at Christina's house with Christina and her mom talking about her upcoming 18th birthday party. Her mom tells her she's so proud of her and she's going to have her first birthday party without her parents present. She tells her she's going to have a great time, but she also has a big surprise. She tells her that when she goes to New York for spring break, that there is a casting director for Wicked, Rent, or Hairspray that is going to audition her. Christina is understandably very excited. She asks, what do I do? Her mom replies, you just sing your heart out. (laughs) I feel like MTV definitely set up this audition for her, and Mm -hmm. then they were trying not to break the fourth wall. Yeah. (laughs) So they made it a birthday present from her mom, which is so strange, because, like, where did your mom get these connections? How did her mom pull strings like that? Yeah, I'm like, come on, MTV. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they tried very hard, but it's just, it's not, I'm not buying that an 18-year-old's mom has these kind of connections to get an audition this big but either way it's super exciting for an 18 year old to get this kind of opportunity I would have fallen all over myself for this type of opportunity at 18 it's super Mm -hmm. cool did you guys catch that part about her saying like it's her first birthday party without her parents I did catch that yeah (laughs) I know and I I was thinking that is like my parents stopped throwing me birthday parties when I was like 10. They were like, we're over it. No more. Do whatever you want for your birthday. And so I just started hanging out with my friends and I had planned my own parties mm-hmm. and we would like sneak into pools <laughs> <laughs> and order pizza and have birthday parties. That was my sweet 16. We snuck into an apartment complex's pool that and so had a full birthday party there for me. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So that was fun. But yeah, did you guys have birthday parties like with your parents present until you were 18? Yes, I did. Yeah. But it was always really fun. And most of the time it was as I got older, it was like all my friends would come and we'd have a sleepover or something. But I do remember my 18th birthday party that it was like at a restaurant similar to that and my whole family was there and stuff so yeah yeah I feel like once I got to high school we would just do stuff at like restaurants like sushi Mm -hmm. restaurants there was this restaurant called Montana's I don't know if you guys have it there but 
on your birthday, they would make you wear this like moose hat with mm. like huge antlers coming out, and they that is the most Canadian thing yeah. I've ever. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that restaurant is no more, but that was a really cool place to celebrate your birthdays. But I don't remember my parents ever being there past middle school. My mom drove me and picked me up from like my birthday parties, but I don't think they actually like sat at the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eventually my mom was like, too much money. Here's a present. So (laughs) (laughs) I was fine with it. I would rather get presents than a birthday party anyway. But yeah, (laughs) I remember one of my birthday parties that was the most fun. was so my dad, we would always go camping, but he had like a big RV and there was one year that he let me invite, like I had like five friends over and we got to sleep in the RV that night instead of in the house. And so we were like, oh my gosh, it's like our own little apartment. And, you know, it was like, Aww. I think we were, I was like 15. Oh, it was so cool. <laughs> I remember doing like many campouts in people's backyards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to do that a lot. Those were fun. Super fun. Man, good old days. <laughs> that is so cute. Here in the summertime, um, there's like bears that wander through the backyard. Oh, so we don't be do dangerous. that. Yeah. Reasons why I don't live in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't want to live in Australia either. Okay. Oh, they have really big spiders. <laughs> That's worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super arachnophobic. So yeah, I, I would not fare well. <laughs> The next scene after the theme song is Morgan and Christina driving around and Morgan has a present for Christina. And I, I laughed because Christina says, look how cute my present is. And it cracks me up because it's like this little <laughs> cute, like wrapped presents in pink wrapping paper with a big white bow. Like it really is cute. And she's like, look how cute my present is. And like, <laughs> I don't know. She's so random. <laughs> <laughs> We find out that Maureen and Christina are going to New York together for spring break. And talking about Christina's audition, Morgan tells her that this could be her big break. Christina says she called her voice teacher and asked for an emergency <laughs> lesson. Morgan asks Christina if she's excited about her party tonight. Christina says yes. And then Morgan says she feels like if they invited Lo and Lauren, the group would have been random. Christina says they aren't even really friends with Lo and Lauren anymore. Quote, like we never talk to them. Morgan says they're growing apart. How did you guys feel about this scene? Because I was so, it's so weird because the first party we see is thrown by Christina Morgan, mm-hmm. Lo and Lauren. That's exactly what I said. I'm like, yeah. it's so random given these four were just planning parties yeah. a few episodes ago. And they look like they're like the four best friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know high school friendships shift, but this just seems so out of the blue and yeah. random. Yeah, yeah. So I was really thrown off by that. It just seemed weird to me. I did a little like digging and I read that Morgan and Christina were always kind of very much their own friendship, which makes sense because you see that on the show too. Mm-hmm. But Christina and Steven are actually godbrother and sister. Steven's mom is Christina's godmom. Oh, wow. So they used to take family trips together and that's kind of how their friend groups intertwined. Okay. So I think... MTV was forcing this maybe relationship yeah. mm-hmm. and they're really just like not that close is basically what it came down to right because it's so hostile <laughs> um from like the fun you know party planning that they were doing it is like it gets so hostile later on in this episode it is always just seems so strange to me isn't in this scene they make a comment that they're not inviting Lauren and Lo because they weren't invited to their birthdays <laughs> 
I noticed yes. that too. They're like, well, we were invited to their parties. So I don't know if that actually happened or if it was like a in between those meetings. I don't know. But I wrote that down and it just sounded so immature of them saying it like that. But yeah. Okay, but it's totally a thing. If oh, you totally. Me to your yeah. Birthday party, I'm not inviting you to mine. It's such high a high school thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then I always hated like you know when you're, everyone's getting the invites and you don't get one, and they're like, "Sorry, my mom said I can only invite eight people." <laughs> <laughs> and like you were number nine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I'll let you know if someone cancels. Like, okay. <laughs> so I'll be at home on Saturday, but all my friends are at your birthday party. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I remember doing both. I remember there was like a girl that I really disliked. And for my birthday, I purposely did not invite her to like not have her participate basically and not come hang out. And after that, we kind of like, you know, were able to edge her out and stop hanging out with her, which whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy her anyway. Um, but there was another girl that, who didn't invite me to her birthday party, but we were close in class. And I remember thinking like, you know what? I know she didn't invite me and maybe she doesn't like me that much, but I'm going to invite her still because I liked her. Mm-hmm. So I actually still invited her to my party. I can't even remember if she showed up or not, to be honest. It's big of you. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. She probably felt really I, bad. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? (laughs) The next scene is Lo and Lauren at the mall. The first thing Lo says is, is it just me or have Christina and Morgan been really R-word lately? (laughs) I say another talking appearance of the R-word. It's so popular back then. It doesn't even shock me at this point. But yeah, yeah, I was laughing at her choice of... (laughs) Um, yeah like adjective there for sure <laughs> oh low <laughs> you know we say that and I was talking to one of my neighbors today who are like a little bit older and that word came out of her mouth and I just kind of looked and I'm like oh my gosh okay, moving on yeah <laughs> yeah wow so definitely like a sign of the times mm-hmm. or sort of for thing. sure yeah. for sure it's a generational thing yeah Lauren says that Morgan kept telling her I like you better when you're not around your friends Lo says, whoa, like she likes you better when you're not around me. (laughs) Lauren says, yes. She said, I just don't like you. This is so catty in high school. Oh, yeah. I get the feeling a lot of girls didn't like Lo. Mm -hmm. Like maybe she was a little too honest or a little too bitchy. But I love Lo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I would have been BFFs with Lo. (laughs) Her and I, we could have talked some shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I believe they're walking into Mac once again. Sephora. Sephora. Okay. Sephora. I wasn't sure. I was like, I know it's a makeup store. So Lo says that Morgan just talks. Lo says she doesn't know what it is, but lately they've been just not that nice. And Lauren says that they've been mean. Lo says not that friendly, kind of standoffish. Lo and Lauren try on lip gloss and Lauren says, look what kind of lip gloss I'm wearing. Two-faced. Lo says, hmm, I can think of a person like that. <laughs> Again, I freaking love Lo. Yes. <laughs> and I will say the look she gives Lauren when Lauren's like, look what kind of lip gloss I'm wearing. She gives her like this doe-eyed, like her lips are pursed, like expression. <laughs> and it's so funny. She, she's hysterical. I love her. But Lo is clearly not a fan of Morgan right now, which makes sense because it seems like she's talking some big time shit. Mm-hmm. And again, I just think that girls didn't like Lo. I think she rubbed them the wrong way. And I think Lauren and Lo were like the pretty girls. 
Yeah. <laughs> and they probably rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, but not by any fault of their own, just because, you know, they were like the pretty popular girls. I mean, Lo is coming off very bitchy. <laughs> Hey, Morgan we started it. <laughs> As the audience, I loved her one-liners, and like honestly, she she makes a show, right? Like yeah, she oh, has all these great lines, but in person, I'm a low like apologist for sure. Oh I, God, <laughs> absolutely. I'm like, no, she's fine. No, I, I've always loved low and so it's hard for me to like judge her objectively so you guys will have to call me out because I'm always like no it wasn't Lowe's fault <laughs> especially when it gets to the hills because I will be oh, like no yeah. Lowe's fine <laughs> when Lowe says something bad Candace is like oh that was fine yeah. that was yeah. great <laughs> meanwhile I'm like trashing Kristen like I <laughs> yeah. I have yeah you guys have to keep me like regulated because oh, I do <laughs> Uh, there are certain people I'm just like, they can do no wrong. <laughs> so then we move on to Christina's party at Joe's Crab Shack, which I think it's really funny that she chose Joe's Crab Shack as her 18th birthday party location. When you guys were in high school, was because at least for me, Joe's Crab Shack was like a cool, edgy restaurant to go to. Like, was it I've seen never like been there. I've never okay. heard of this yeah. place. I've never. The, that is the place where they give you the tall hats and then they like write stuff on it. Uh, that's Dick's Last Resort, okay. but it's very similar, yeah. But it's funny because, like, I remember in high school, Joe's Crab Shack was one of the restaurants where it's, like, if you had, like, a t-shirt from there and you wore it to school, everybody was like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't know why it was seen as, like, <laughs> a cool why? thing. I have no idea. But, yeah, so maybe it was a Midwest thing. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like the people in attendance that are notable at this party are Kristen, Morgan, Alex H, Morgan S, Taylor from season two, and Gary, who I'm pretty sure ends up asking regular Morgan to prom this season. Oh my god, I didn't see Taylor. Yeah, Taylor's there. You see her for like a half second. Is she blonde? Uh-huh. I gotta go back and look. I love spotting these season yeah, two. Yeah, you spot her there. for a split second. She's sitting like across from Kristen. Okay, okay. So they were good friends then. Yeah, so... Their table is noticing another table across the way with a cute guy sitting there. Kristen seems very excited about this. Kristen has the idea to write him a note, and she and Gary concoct a note that reads, You are extremely sexy. If you are single, <laughs> let me know and send this back with the waitress. <laughs> Which, first of all, lovely little poem there. My friends and I used to do stuff like this literally all Stop the time. It. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god. All the time. We would we loved going to dinner. We thought we were so mature. So going to dinner was like what we did we would go to like Chili's and we thought we were mm -hmm. the coolest and um we'd you know order our chicken crispers <laughs> and get Shirley Temples and flirt with the waiters like that was just what we did for that <laughs> it's so funny to me because we definitely would have done something stupid like this oh my gosh I said it she's so bold to be doing something like this mm -hmm. But again, this came from the girl who couldn't talk to the people she likes, so. <laughs> and I think Kristen really likes to draw attention to herself. Christina kind of gets annoyed in this scene, and I was kind of annoyed with her, too. <laughs> Me, yeah. too. I was like, sit down. Yes. It's somebody else's birthday. Yep. I put down, very fun girl, but attention-seeking. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, everything always has to be about her. I probably wouldn't invite her to my birthday party for this reason. Yeah. <laughs> Christina seems less than thrilled with this and tells them that they are going to get kicked out of the birthday party, which I loved. Then they tell the waitress to give the note to the guy at the table. 
Christina insists that the waitress tell him it's from Christina and not Kristen. Oh, I also felt bad for her because I was like, oh, like Christina wants some action. It is her birthday. (laughs) It's her birthday. birthday. She deserves it. (laughs) The note gets delivered and the guy who is literally a Nick Lachey wannabe walks over to the table. (laughs) You and Nick Lachey, Matt. (laughs) He looks exactly like Nick Lachey. No. Where's the rest of 98 degrees? <laughs> yeah. Like, all I could think was he's either trying really hard to be Nick Lachey or he's secretly a Nick Lachey impersonator. I thought he looked like, oh, do you know that actor Robbie Amel? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He was on, like, the Melrose Place reboot, wasn't he? I don't know. I'm looking him up right now and that doesn't come up. But he looks exactly like this guy to me. Oh. Well, I think that he wants to be Nick Lachey. (laughs) (laughs) And I definitely feel like he only came over because of the cameras because he was legit like 25. Oh, totally. He looked very old. (laughs) And can we talk about the fact that he had a woman sitting next to him that could very well be his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and these girls still sent him that note? Yeah, they knew they had the cameras on them and they kind of knew that something was probably going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I also thought it was so funny how when he did get up to start walking over, they all started screaming so loud. <laughs> I was like, like everybody in the restaurant yeah, was like, what's exactly. <laughs> Maybe they were screaming because they thought he was Nick Lachey. <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> 98 degrees. <laughs> so he introduces himself to Kristen and then asks what they're up to and they tell him it's Christina's 18th birthday this dude looks (laughs) utterly surprised (laughs) that he just walked up to a table of 18 year old girls yeah Yeah. or probably younger Mm -hmm. and Kristen tells him we all think you're pretty hot and he says to Kristen how old are you (laughs) because and I truly think it's because he thought Kristen was good looking and he was, like, trying to go out with her, but he was really trying not to catch a felony. Yeah. Which, good for him. Totally. Um, <laughs> but she jokingly says she's 21, which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was good looking, though. I don't agree. You don't think so? <laughs> I don't agree, no. I've never thought that guy was good looking, even from, like, the first time I watched the episode, and I, like, didn't understand. <laughs> oh, my God. I always thought he was good looking, and I'm like, okay, fits it fits within the show (laughs) yeah Liz you gotta be the tiebreaker here what do you think I don't know I I didn't really think he was but I think he's just not he's just not my type I'd say (laughs) and also I always was like ew he's old like that's how I felt yeah he looks a lot older than them and yeah yeah for sure Adrian you're just a weirdo oh no (laughs) (laughs) he ranks above Cameron that's all yeah yeah he He well anybody ranks above Cameron At this point. Sorry, Cameron. <laughs> so we transition to Trey's house with Trey, Steven, Polster, and Dieter. The boys are roughhousing and hitting each other with pillows. Polster then tries to break it up and says, guys, guys, come on. Love. Love one another. <laughs> and I literally just have written, I'm obsessed with Polster because I, I am. <laughs> He's so funny to me. Like, And I, I didn't really notice him very much when i would watch the show when i was younger but now he's like he's just so random like what is i know i feel like i don't remember him very well either yeah he's hysterical yeah obsessed with polster jessica calls Dieter and he tells her that they are studying and he will call her back steven says that that's a huge part of having a girlfriend you got to be able to still hang out with your bros 
Dieter then says, Kristen's cool, though. Steven says they might be going back out. He doesn't know. We'll see what happens. Steven says he wants to hang out with her a lot this summer. Polster says, Kristen's a dope chick. <laughs> Steven then says he's been through a lot with that chick, so he knows what to do and what not to do, which cracks me up because literally Kristen and Steven implode the next episode mm-hmm. <laughs> after he feels like he's got her figured out. I found it so weird because just a few episodes ago, Steven was talking about how Lauren would be the better girlfriend and Kristen would be just, you know, she was just a fun hookup. Mm -hmm. So to hear them now agree that like Kristen's such a dope chick and she's an awesome person to date. I was like, dude, this is totally different than what you just said. I feel like the timeline was really wonky because now they're like in a good place, but you know, next episode they implode. So I feel like, they go back and forth a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're jumping in time, but they're trying to make it look like they're not jumping in time. That makes sense. Yeah. That's why yeah. they're kind of flip floppy with their combos too. I thought it was a really good edit again, where Steven's like going on talking about how he knows what to do and what not to do and stuff with Kristen. And then the next scene is Kristen flirting with this guy at the restaurant. Like they just did a really good job with that again. Of like, no, you don't Steven, you know? So back at Christina's party, Kristen is exchanging phone numbers with the Nick Lachey impersonator, as I'm calling him. Uh, <laughs> Christina says, how is it my birthday and you get the guy? Kristen kind of shrugs it off and then the party gets up and dances to celebrate Christina's birthday. <laughs> Again, yeah, how was it Christina's birthday and Kristen's getting the guy? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I would be upset, too. I'm like, I'm the one wearing the crown. (laughs) Do we think they're drinking at this party? Because it looks like a lot of fun. And Joe's Crab Shack looked like it turned into a freaking dance floor. That's what I said, too. It looked like it turned into a club. And it looked like some of them were, like, (laughs) dancing on the table at one point. And I was like, I've never danced on the table at a chain restaurant before. (laughs) I don't think that they would be able to get served at a chain restaurant like that. Yeah. Like, even with MTV (laughs) on their side. So I don't think they were drinking here. Fake IDs, maybe. And Christina and Morgan are, like, the straight edge. That's true, yeah. They probably would have been pissed. Quote, unquote. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, quote, unquote. (laughs) (laughs) So the next scene is a family dinner at Elsie's house, and her dad asks her if she's made any progress on her grades or gotten any notes. Now, I didn't know what any notes meant, but I'm assuming, like, good notes from the teacher. Yeah, I didn't know what that meant either. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what that means. But Elsie kind of just gives him a look that clearly says, no, I haven't. (laughs) And Kathy tells Lauren, you know what happens when you don't get a note? You get a lecture. Jim tells her he knows it's a throwaway year, but you can get C's. Which I was like, wait, is she literally getting D's and F's? I know. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, that's not what a cruise year means even to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, not a school person, you know? So I was like, geez. Also, what does a cruise year mean? Because don't you still need to maintain, like, I know they're saying C's, but, like, don't you still need good grades to to stay in the university that you want to go to? Not second semester senior year. Really? Yeah, not really. Okay, it's totally different here because you would still have to maintain, like, pretty much the same grade to get into the school that you were accepted to. And I actually knew people who had their offers revoked because their grades started slipping. Wow. Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've never heard of that, but I, I went to community college, so I, yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't even know. apply, right. but, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like it was like pretty well known that senior second semester, senior year, at least you can kind of mm-hmm. slack off. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I always heard that from, like, American TV shows, but it was not a thing here. Yeah, that's crazy. I did not know that they could even revoke it for that. That's crazy, yeah. So, Caesar fine, Jim tells her. Anything below is not fine. Lauren says that there is so little motivation for her to do well in school, but she will get the C's, she will graduate, that's not a problem. And Jim tells her, good, because she's in jail until she gets it up. Which I think is acceptable. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> D's and F's is like yeah. not acceptable. And like, I get it. Like she's almost an adult, but like you're still in school. That's like barely showing up to class. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, what was she doing? Yeah. I feel like you, you have to like try to get bad grades like that. Like what yeah. is she doing? Yeah. In the scene, we also see Brianna for the first time. Elsie's little mm-hmm. sister. It's so cool to catch like these early, you know, shots of them yeah. before we knew them. So it's nice. Her to little see brother her. is there too, which we never see him, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting. But I, I found it funny that they're at this family dinner and none of her siblings say a word. <laughs> I would have been laughing at my big sister <laughs> and her D's and F's. Their kitchen in this old home actually looked like a normal kitchen. So they all lived a very regular, schmegular life before they moved into this, like, gigantic house. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know what? I didn't even think about that when I was watching it, that their house looks really normal. It's kind of nice to see that. That's such a good catch. Mm-hmm. I literally didn't even make, make the connection there. Because <laughs> their house isn't built yet. Duh. Wow. Yeah. So then we move on to the end of Christina's birthday party. Everyone's leaving, and Christina asks Morgan if she thought that that was fun, and Morgan says it was so much fun and that it was a good group. Morgan said she was looking around at everyone and thought, I am so grateful Christina's my best friend. And all I could think was, snob! (laughs) (laughs) Snob and a half! Wait, why? That's so rude to all your other friends! But that's her best friend. I know, but she's looking around at everybody and thinking, oh, I'm just so glad Christina's my best friend because everybody else is just bottom of the barrel. (laughs) Silently judging everyone else. I was like, yeah, I was like, snob, snob, snob. No, I didn't take it that way. (laughs) I don't know if it rubbed me the wrong way because I like – was always the one that's like, no, you can have like your best friend and then you could have like your friends, but your best friend, like, you know, like I was always that person. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. as an adult, I'm like, that's so stupid. You can have as many best friends as you want. So I think maybe I'm just like <laughs> mad at myself. <laughs> like, High school, you would have said something different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that I thought it was kind of annoying in their conversation of how she had to acknowledge that they're best friends because of like that they're both virgins and stuff like that like, I did that was it, so weird it felt like <laughs> such a weird flex of like yeah that's right we're the virgins of the group like I don't know I just <laughs> yeah it rubbed me the wrong way <laughs> yeah she says it's so good to have someone to back her up which I thought was mm-hmm. weird I did think that that conversation was like it came off sweet to me in the sense that like she was trying to say like I'm so happy I found you as a best friend or that I have you as a best friend to relate to. Yeah. But that whole speech was like such a movie kind of scene. Mm-hmm. It was like planned out. I was like, do people at that age say that kind of stuff? Because <laughs> none of my friends said stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. So Morgan says it's so good to have someone to back her up with morals and religion and being the only virgin of all her friends. And Christina tells her, I couldn't ask for a better friend than you. 
Again, Adrian thinks it's sweet. I think it's snobby. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's annoying. <laughs> and we're back to the two virgins. Yep. <laughs> so I just had to change my microphone. So I apologize if I sound a little bit different. But we are back at Lauren's house. Lo is now here, and Lauren calls to her dad and says, Lo thinks she should not be grounded. Jim says that he is willing to listen to her argument, which I think is very good of Jim. Lo says, <laughs> well, Jim, I think it's second semester senior year. She is a wonderful person. I don't think her grades reflect on her as a person. I don't think she's a bad person. She's a good kid, Jim. Just please let her come out with me. <laughs> which I love it. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's failing, just that she's a good person. <laughs> yeah. And she just wants her to come out to the party. <laughs> yeah. And I always die laughing during the scene because it's so low and she's so funny. And it's this is absolutely something my friends and I would do. Like, it's just, it's so, like, high school. And I also love the fact that Lauren is grounded, but Lo can still come over. Oh, Yeah. Because that's exactly what it was like with me and my best friend. Mm -hmm. Like, our families and everything were so close that it was like, you're grounded, but, I mean, it's just Candace. You know? Like, <laughs> so, my best friend, Kelsey, which she wants to come on the podcast at some point, so you guys will meet her. Her mom wouldn't even know I was coming over. I'd just show up. And she'd be like, what are you doing here? And I'd be like, sleepover. And she'd be like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> I'm entertaining this kid for the weekend, I guess. <laughs> So Jim asks Lo if she and Lauren can go ask one of their teachers for a special project. They insist he will not do that. Lauren says, this is you ruining my senior year. You can't tell me this is your senior year. You're going to cruise. Don't worry about grades. And then when my grades come, be like, you're not going to cruise. You're grounded. Her parents say that she can cruise, but she cannot get D's and F's. That's not cruising. That's failing, which... I agree with Lo when she Very says true. they have a point. Yes. <laughs> Lauren gives her the death stare of all death stares here. <laughs> and Lo is very apologetic. She says, I'm sorry. She does have a point. I want you to come out with me. Duh. Also, did you guys notice that Lo is calling somebody this entire scene? Yes. Oh, yeah, she is on the phone. Like, what is she doing? <laughs> Who is she calling? <laughs> Who is she calling? <laughs> She's like hanging out, having a conversation, but on the phone. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, she calling i really want to know i think this is the first time we see lauren's mom though right and she is so young yeah. she's beautiful like love mm -hmm. jim and kathy yeah i know they're great they're great parents they seem like really cool parents yeah like even in the scene when they're clearly mad at her they're not like screaming at her you know no. they're just like get it up you know yeah <laughs> yeah do better yeah so and then lauren cracks me up in the scene because she's like hey Lo. And Lo looks at her, and she just looks, gives her, like, a what the hell look <laughs> for throwing her under the bus, basically. And Lo says, I'm sorry, I tried. Your mom does have a point, though. You shouldn't be failing. I'm sorry. Lauren looks like she wants to kill her. And Lo says, just don't fail your classes. And Lauren says, well, I feel like you suck. And then Lo says, stop failing. Go out. <laughs> I love and her. I know I love her, too. <laughs> she's like... She's like, I want you to come out with me, but like, yeah, you shouldn't be failing. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I love her in that scene, and I always think she's great. So my low worship is going to get old for you guys. <laughs> so then we move on to Christina and Morgan getting their nails done. Morgan and Christina are getting pedicures. 
Morgan says that she's excited they picked New York over Cabo, and Christina says she's excited to get away from all those people. Again, snob. Those people. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Would agree with like, that one here. What is that? Snob. <laughs> like they're like they're the cesspool or something, and Morgan and Christina are the be all end all of like <laughs> good behavior. It's terrible. <laughs> so Morgan says her dad is worried about them being in New York alone and that they're gonna get mugged. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Which I thought about that when she said that, and I was like, I don't think my mom would have let me do that. Never. By myself. Not New York. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> like, that, that's pretty intense. Yeah. So Christina asks Morgan if she thinks Lo and Lauren know about the party last night, and Morgan says, probably. And Christina says, oh, well. They're not nice either. No. <laughs> <laughs> then, as a fun cue, Lauren and Lo walk into the nail salon. Then follows the greatest scene of worried exchange glances <laughs> between Morgan and Christina. Like, they both look like they're going to crack their pants. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, we just got caught. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hilarious. So the girls say an awkward hello to each other. Christina asks them when they leave for Cabo. Lauren says, tomorrow. Lo says she's not going. Lo's parents never let her go anywhere. Yeah, that's true. They don't let her go to Catalina. Mm-hmm. They don't let her go to Cabo. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel bad for her. Yeah. But my parents probably wouldn't have let me either. Lo asks them where they're going, and Morgan and Christina say New York. Lo then tells Christina she likes her earrings and asks in a specific tone, are they a birthday gift? Love Lo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And just so you guys know, I try really hard to get the inflection correct when I do these. <laughs> no, it's good. Because sometimes they're very specific. Like, are they a birthday guest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christina says yes, and that Gary gave them to her with a matching green shirt. Lo, in her bitchiest tone, says, of course a matching green shirt. <laughs> with an eye roll, too. Yes. <laughs> and then christina is like frowning and scowling and i think it was just a random look that she did and i don't think she was looking at low because it's so out of place and random Mm -hmm. she's not really looking at low when she's making the face but it it is good at it oh yeah (laughs) so morgan then prompts christina to tell them about her broadway audition low again in her bitchiest (laughs) tone says what do you get to do in new york (laughs) <laughs> I loved when she said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was just like, just tell me already. <laughs> I was talking to my coworker about having watched this scene and she just watched the episode and she was like, Oh yeah, the what are you what are you gonna do in New York? Mm-hmm. And I was like, You thought that was bitchy too? Yes. <laughs> she was like, Yeah, it was really bitchy. <laughs> Christina tells them she has an audition for Wicked Wrench or Hairspray. Lo and Lauren are both super excited for her and Lauren asks what is that I know like, <laughs> like, oh, no. Lauren, I know I didn't know any Lauren of has, them no Lauren has zero idea what Broadway shows are which I feel so sad for her me too <laughs> but then later she does host the Legally Blonde MTV production when they filmed the Broadway production she hosts it so she oh, actually really? gets to Broadway <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> so good for Lauren. She's now learned what Broadway is. Finally. <laughs> so the conversation changes to colleges. Lo asks Christina if she got into SMU, and Christina says yes. Then Christina asks Lo if she got into SC, and Lo shakes her head. Christina keeps pressing the subject, asking, you didn't? Then Christina, the queen of sensitivity, is smiling <laughs> ear to ear as she says, oh, I'm sorry. 
I know. Like, stop smiling. I'm like, she is awful when it comes to people getting into colleges or not yes. getting into colleges. I, You're right. She is, not who, she is not who I would want to tell. No. She's like bad <laughs> she is luck. not comforting. She's smiling the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't? You're oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> then Christina, oh God, asks Lauren, you're still going to that fashion school, right? I about died. Like, how rude. That fashion school. Yeah. <laughs> Is that bad? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. It's like, I don't know. I, ugh, ugh. It's just, I feel like it's rude. Like, she could have been like, you're still going to fashion school, right? But it's mm-hmm. like, you're still going to that, that fashion, fashion school, school or whatever. School. Yeah. I like, thought the next one, the next line yeah. she says So is Lauren worse. says, it's an art school. And Christina says, fashion school, art school, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, that was <laughs> so oh, bad. Oh, my God. And you can tell that Lauren thinks that they're, you're still going to that fashion school, right? Like, she thinks that's rude because she literally is, like, deadpan. It's an art school. Lauren gives her, like, the bitchiest look, and I, I don't blame her. I think Christina's being really rude here, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people were rude to her about fashion school. Like, they didn't believe in her, which is hilarious, because she has a whole fashion line now, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Christina says she's late for her job at the flower shop, and she doesn't think this whole work thing is going to work <laughs> for her before she leaves. I truthfully think that Morgan and Christina are low-key the bitchiest girls on the show. What? Yeah. Low-key. More than low. Okay, but you're also a low stan. I am. I'm a low apologist for sure. <laughs> but I just think that they're so snobby. It's not even that they're the bitchiest. It's that they're so snobby and stuck up. I feel like the religious thing has a lot to do with it. I feel like that they think they're, like, better than a lot of the other girls because, oh, we're waiting until we get married to have sex and we go to church. And I don't know. I knew a lot of girls like that in high school, so that's kind of the vibe that I get. Yeah, I I hate it. I also feel like Christina's responses are coming out of her just, like, being awkward and Uh feeling awkward in that moment. So, I mean, I'm not defending Morgan or Christina but I just feel like it it's more from them being awkward rather than being mean yeah yeah, for sure then we transition to Morgan and Christina actually in New York they are staying at the W Hotel which I thought was like a really fancy hotel but it's really not as expensive as I thought Mm -hmm. I looked it up and it's literally like 500 a night which is expensive but not (laughs) as expensive as I thought it was gonna be I'm sure there are way more expensive hotels on Times Square than that so for New York yeah yeah yeah. I was like that's not bad at all I thought it was gonna be like astronomical right and I hear the W Hotel a lot so I was like oh that's gotta be like me too definitely more upscale yeah yeah, but yeah, that's not bad at all. And Christina then calls her Broadway lady, and I, I'm thinking that's like a MTV producer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she tells her to really perform it to the best of her ability in terms of acting and singing. Christina says she doesn't want to do it, but Morgan tells her she's just nervous and she'll be happy when it's over. And if I was Christina, I would be vomiting. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> that is so scary. <laughs> And to have it just thrown out on her out of nowhere, like it's a total surprise. Yeah. Like she found out like two days ago that she's doing As this. As a birthday present. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. Thanks for the Broadway audition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard a lot of things about what MTV required her to do for this audition. So mm-hmm. I would just be throwing up everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do feel bad for her. I do. But back at home, Lauren and Talon go to dinner, and I feel like it's a really awkward dinner because, again, I feel like they didn't hang out like this. Yeah. (laughs) But Lauren tells him that she got a note saying she was in danger of failing, 
Talon asks if she failed, can she not go to art school? Lauren says she just wouldn't be able to graduate. Then Lauren says that she will graduate, and Talon says if she needs any help to call him, which is funny because Talon didn't graduate. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I had down. (laughs) Like, you're not who I'm calling, Talon. (laughs) (laughs) Then he says he wants to stay in high school forever. Lauren says not her. (laughs) Talon says he just can't leave. And then he again says that there is a toss-up between him, Stephen, Lauren, and Kristen. And I have written down, is anyone else just like, why does Talon keep throwing himself into this? Yes! <laughs> and then I have, like, Talon, stop trying to make Fetch happen. It's not going <laughs> to happen. Like, that's truly how I feel. He's constantly like, yeah, but then I'm hooking up with Kristen. It's like, really, In are every you? Scene. Because you talk about it more than we've actually seen it happen. Yeah. <laughs> and he's always like, I come in on the side. <laughs> I'm like, so wait, now you're hooking up with Lauren too? Like, what? (laughs) I can't. So Lauren says she can't stand being around Steven and Kristen because all they do is fight. And she doesn't like Steven around her. She claims that she has seen Kristen fight so many girls. And Talon just says, she's fun. (laughs) Lauren says Steven constantly says he wants to get away from Kristen and says he doesn't want to be with her. And Talon says, it's a hard thing to break. It's such a weird scene to throw in here. And I know that they just needed to, like, reiterate Lauren and Steven's relationship at this point. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> why with talent? <laughs> <laughs> like, go to dinner with Lo. Like, it's just so weird. I also think, you know, this whole time they've really painted Kristen as, like, the bitch. Because she always says out loud how much she doesn't like Lauren. Mm-hmm. They don't really show Lauren saying that about how much she hates Kristen, but she does make a lot of insinuations about, like, about Kristen, Mm -hmm. right? About her having a lot of girl fights, Steven being a different person when he's around her. I guess she doesn't look as outwardly bitchy, but she is making similar comments about her. It's also always that, well, Steven is telling me this, you know, like, and I'm just saying what he told me. But also, I, yeah. I was like, of course he's going to tell Lauren just negative things about Kristen, you know? <laughs> like, then it's going to come across as like, well, I want to be with you until he changes yeah. his mind again, so. It's kind of like when you have a boyfriend and your friends only hear bad things about him because yes. you only talk about him when exactly. you're in a fight. And then yeah. they, they all hate him, but you're like, yeah. wait, no, why? And they're like, yeah. because you're always talking about how you hate him. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I'm just venting. But no, Stephen was... uh doing that on purpose for sure yeah can't give him a pass Mm-mm. oh no 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 passes <laughs> for mr coletti <laughs> so back in new york morgan and christina are at dinner and morgan tells christina she's going to be on broadway christina tells her to stop saying that <laughs> morgan asks her hypothetically if she got the role what would she do christina says she doesn't want to talk about it morgan is insistent and christina just keeps saying she doesn't want to talk about it the scene is so cringy it's so awkward because christina is so annoyed and morgan will not stop i know she's like well would you move here <laughs> so she just doesn't stop asking questions yeah yeah she's like okay, hypothetically yeah. let's keep talking about yeah. this hypothetically <laughs> what would you do and christina's like i don't i don't talk about it with like her fake smile (laughs) and I think on the back to the beach podcast when they interviewed Morgan she basically said that the producers kept asking her to talk about it which is why Mm -hmm. she kept trying but Christina was just like not having any of it yeah yeah then it transitions to Christina's audition 
Christina and Morgan walk into Christina's audition together. There's another girl there, and Christina asks her what she's auditioning for, and she says rent, and that it's impossible not to be nervous. Christina walks in and gives her music to the pianist. Christina sings My Only Hope by Mandy Moore from A Walk to Remember. This is probably the worst audition for a Broadway musical I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. I hate to be this mean, but I'm going to rip her to shreds here. And I, no! <laughs> I am. I am. And, and the reason I'm going to rip her to shreds is because I did theater in high school. So, And Christina was a theater person. Mm-hmm. So, like, hmm. Are you ripping her choice of song? Or are you I'm ripping, ripping all of her it. voice? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> well, here's the thing. We know she's talented because later in the season, she does sing at her dad's church, yeah. and she sounds fine. Mm-hmm. This song was not for her. Yeah. She's out of tune. It's out of her range. She doesn't act at all. And everyone knows that you have to sing a song from an actual musical at a Broadway audition. And it makes her look so stupid. And I feel (laughs) bad for her because I know MTV forced her to sing this song. Yes. Oh. I was actually going to say, I went back and listened to her talk about this on Back to the Beach. And she Mm -hmm. made the way she worded it, it definitely sounded like MTV chose this song for her. And then yeah. I was thinking, the movie I Walk to Remember is about a religious girl who is yes. a virgin. They literally yes. did it because she was uh, a daughter. And I was like, I oh, did not even gosh. think about that. I didn't think, listen, yes. I love this song. I love Walk to Remember. I, I love this movie. That movie. Yep. I loved it. And I love that song, but it was not the song for Christina. No. <laughs> it didn't fit her at all. And she sang the whole song, too. It's just, yes, and everyone uh... knows you're supposed to prepare 16 bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you most likely won't even get that far. Do you think that she knew about that, but MTV forced her to sing the whole thing? Yes. Or did she just not know it? No, I think she knew. I think she knew and MTV told her, this is what you're going to do. This is how much you're going to sing of it. Mm -hmm. And she didn't have a choice. And I feel really bad for her because I would have been livid. This is a huge opportunity. And for you not to be able to do your best Mm -hmm. is awful. Yeah. So, like, I'm ripping her to shreds, but not her. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's mostly just MTV for setting her up to fail. And I could tell she was so nervous. And Mm -hmm. who wouldn't be? She's, like, shaking. As she's singing this and I again they literally just wanted it to be like the preacher's daughter trope mm-hmm. and was like sing that song by Mandy Moore in that one movie you know like, mm. <laughs> and again love a walk to remember love Mandy Moore love this song it is on my iPod to this day <laughs> it's a great song but it was just not it, it it's mm-hmm. probably the worst audition I've ever seen and Christina seems like a very talented sweet girl she was on she you know she did a lot of her school musical she couldn't have been bad yeah that's true so i just i just think this whole thing was so awful for her the casting director who is clearly only entertaining this because of mtv (laughs) tells her nice job and that she has a beautiful voice and that she has a great presence which i i do agree with not in this audition but Mm -hmm. i agree with it she tells her like can i give you some advice for your next audition which is absolutely never what you want to hear at the end of an audition (laughs) yeah (laughs) or an interview or anything like who wants to hear that that's terrible but she does give her some good advice and she says you know she had plenty of time today but the song choice was too long and it was it was way Mm. too long she said she needs to capture a character and needs to be committed and take risks which i also agree with i think she kind of just stood there and sang yeah which if it's you know a choir audition that's great but if it's broadway like you have to act so Mm -hmm. 
and Christina looks less than thrilled and kind of shrugs and tells Morgan, it was fun, I guess. Let's go sightseeing now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was just bad. And I do feel really bad for her because, again, it's not representative of her talent. Mm -mm. That is so true. Now that you explained all of that and how they really wanted her to look like that Jamie character. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I feel so bad for her because she is talented and she would have probably loved to audition with her actual choice of song. Yeah. But MTV forced her to do this. Yeah. Okay, so now I feel even worse for her. <laughs> Every, like, theater person who auditions has an audition song. Yes, exactly. Like, you have that in your repertoire that you, like, pull out and sing at auditions. It's just everybody has, it's like yep. a thing. Everybody has one. So mm-hmm. I'm sure she had a song that she was great at singing and that she felt really confident in singing and they told her absolutely not. Mm. <laughs> what was yours? Curious. So I had a couple different ones. In high school, I always sang Take Me or Leave Me for my auditions, but that was because I was in the mm. theater troupe from Rent. So like I was in the theater troupe and my teacher was just like, sing whatever you want because I'm going to cast you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but like for actual like community theater auditions at- outside of high school, I usually sang Honey Honey from Mamma Mia. Oh, I love that song. Oh, that is so cool that you do that. I loved theater, and if I could be an actress right now, I would, but I can't dance, so. I love theater, and the only time I was in, like, a school play (laughs) was in Annie in middle school, but I was orphan extra. (laughs) (laughs) But I loved it. I loved every moment of it. (laughs) I was in choir all through middle school and high school, but I, in my high school year, I was in uh, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, and that one was so fun. And then one of my friends, uh, just this last year, her daughter, who's like 13, was her school did You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. So we went to go see her do it. And I, it was just like, oh my gosh, I remember all these songs. Like, I was like, I'm going to get up on stage with all these 13 year olds and sing along. (laughs) I didn't, but I wanted to. (laughs) Um, I would have paid money to see you do it. Yeah. Step aside, kids. All right, guys, did we have favorite outfits this episode? Nothing really stood out to me, but I did have like a favorite bad outfit. Ooh, what was that? <laughs> Which is low shopping in the mall in her blue polo and her like <laughs> oh my ridiculously long jean skirt. Like it was below the knee. <laughs> it was very Mormon. <laughs> oh, that's what I said. I was like a, an Amish skirt. Yes, I, I actually put that as my favorite outfit because I was like, oh my gosh, it's so ridiculous and like uh, very preppy looking as well with the, the polo. Carrie. And she wore the polo twice. She wore mm-hmm. that same polo at the nail salon, um, but I don't think the skirt was on at that time. You're right. Yeah, yeah. These girls love their polos. Jessica wears a lot of polos too. You're right. Did you have a favorite outfit? I liked Morgan's big chunky blue pearl necklace with her white blazer. Yes. <laughs> and by like, I mean I kind of hate, but <laughs> it was it was like the only notable outfit for me was just because I don't know those chunky necklaces were so in back then, mm-hmm. and it was like just had to have throw on a chunky necklace and it made your outfit. Isn't it crazy that we've swayed so far that now it's the smallest necklace? Minimal. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah that's popular (laughs) but yeah I thought that was like that was her cute outfit (laughs) for the for Christina's 18th birthday party Joe's crab shack (laughs) yeah is that restaurant still around it is yeah okay I have to try that now 
What about favorite scene or moment? Probably that entire nail salon scene. Like, it was just amazing. I know, mind you. <laughs> it's just them so going back and forth and the looks <laughs> and the insults. Like, it was just hilarious. Yeah, the edit on that scene was also really good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, whoever did that in the studio was having the best time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So good. I, I still think my favorite is Lauren. It's an art school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another favorite moment of mine was the fact that at the very, very end, when they start playing the credits, that we hear the audio of Christina singing the song again. <laughs> it was like yeah. such a like burn, like rub it in. It was so funny. <laughs> so I, I think yeah, that's like immortalized for her forever. Yep. Like imagine your worst audition being on camera. Yes. <laughs> like. And it's not only on camera, but it's part of a television show that they can play in remission whenever they want. It'll never go away. <laughs> I know. Like, poor Christina. Yeah. And now it makes so much more sense, I guess, why she didn't want to talk about it. Because she's just like, I know I'm screwed for this audition. Yeah. So like, I just don't want to talk about it. About it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Christina. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Millennial TV. If you like what you hear, we do this every week, so please subscribe or follow anywhere you podcast. We love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to reach out to us at millennialtv at gmail.com. That is millennialteav at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram. We are Candace, Liz, and Adrian, your Millennial TV hosts, and we will see you next week. Millennial.